stretch show opening take two what the f blow it out your butthole stretch you effed up your first shot at doing this segment of the show i blew through it it was quite spectacular maybe the greatest intro i've ever done in the history of the stretch show and uh ends up well i uh, i didn't hit record it was saw it was solid i'm telling you it was fantastic oh man it is Friday. Fridays are for loving and racing. Getting ready. Got the last chance radio show today. I love that show. That's Moto Man and Kyle getting stupid. Talking about moto gossip and rumors and all kinds of fun stuff. I think Moto's going to shoot some holes in some rumors that I shot some holes in yesterday. People out there talking smack. I'm convinced people, there's so many. Uh, in a Moto Minute today, there's a funny story about a guy ranting about too many moto podcasts and they're all the same thing and, and to some degree he's right and Adam C. and Cirillo jumped out on it and was like yeah want to talk about it on my podcast <laughs> which I thought was funny as hell but there's a lot of truth to that There's, I think Adam's podcast is cool and insightful because this dude's an active racer an active factory team racer the dude's next level and he's doing it right now it's cool to get that insight behind the scenes i really dig that podcast but there's a lot that are just moto gear you hear us rant here we're a 24 7 radio station and we don't play but damn people going at it and adam i love adam man god that guy's funny as hell to me uh also speaking of moto we got a very 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 brief interview with danger boy deegan coming up in minutes but i've been promising it and kicking it down the road and i knew it was super ass short so is what it is we'll dump danger boy in there we'll talk to him coming up next kids on fire number two in the points in the 250s his first ever outdoor season and that's cool after that we'll get into a little something something with uh kenny roxon because we're not going to have Kenny Roxon this week, and he was the superstar of the last round of the outdoor season when he just chimed in with, like, two days' notice and said, yeah, I'm racing. And he went out to high point and got number two on the podium and gave uh, young Jet Lawrence all he could handle for a while. And now we got the big, 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 big news this week that Jet Lawrence is coming back. I'm sorry, Jet Lawrence. That Chase Sexton is coming back. Jet Lawrence has never gone anywhere, and that kid's on fire. If anybody can knock Jet Lawrence down a peg or at least snatch a moto from him, I believe it's freaking Chase Sexton. That dude's fast as F, and he's just yesterday like, hey, guess what? It's like he was slim shady. He's like, look who's back. Back again. Yeah, Chase Sexton, that's who. He's back again, bitches, and he's going to throw it some heaters down. On that Honda, chasing down his little young buck teammate, Mr. Jet Lawrence, and I can't wait to watch. It's, it's saving moto. I'm also excited that I have been looking at a lot of video of El Hombre, man. Jason Anderson is riding hard uh, on the videos. I don't see how ready he is. Remember, the dude's coming back from a broken effing neck. No surgery needed. He just had to heal up, and man, does he look fast. He looks really fast. There's something about it. you can look at a dude riding and just tell they are riding wide open and they are hungry. And Jason Anderson looks hungry going into this Saturday. Not as hu- hungry like me, but in a totally different way. Like he wants to ride a motorcycle. I want to eat a pizza or two. Very different stuff. It is the 4th of July weekend. 
So we got a lot of moto to get to. We got a lot of moto to get to tomorrow. 9 a.m. will be the start time for the Big 49 pre-show with myself, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and the bookie Kyle. And it's going to be a jolly good time as we get back into motocross after a week off after the Father's Day weekend where we were at High Point. But coming up in mere moments, we will talk with Mr. Danger Boy Deegan. And we'll do that after we kick down a little bit of that rock and roll. We'll come back with Danger Boy. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show. And right now we are sitting down with Mr. Danger Boy Hayden Deegan. And he is back on the podium again at High Point. And Hayden, you had a really good ride going down. That first moto was sweet, but in the second moto, once again, you came together with your teammate, Jordan Smith, and it, it might have cost you because you had a really damn good ride going, yet you salvaged a podium out of the whole thing. So walk us through your day and, and tell us what happened out there, especially in that second moto. Yeah, first moto was solid. I was yeah. happy with that. Um, me and RJ had a good little race going, but uh, yeah, second yeah. moto. Me and uh, Smitty locked bars, and I went down and got ran over, but had to, had to get up, and uh, the mentality was, you know, either go down or podium this race, so uh, <laughs> nice. I was able to get on the podium and uh, just sent it. All right, and you did send it, man. You, you had a hell of a ride out there. Congratulations on getting on the podium. I know uh, we're coming off a high point here, and that is Father's Day weekend. What are the plans for the Deegans to celebrate Father's Day? I know your father heavily, heavily involved in your career what are you guys going to be doing this weekend yeah we're going to go back to north carolina and spend a few days on the lake nice. go wake uh, wake surfing and yeah go uh, go hang out on the lake for Father's day all right well congratulations uh young man good to see you on the podium looking at this uh, great season you've got now firmly at number two in the championship points so a really freaking just great season going for you man this outdoor so shout out to you, man, and that Star Racing Yamaha crew. Can't wait to see what you pull out of the hat when uh, we head up to Red Bud on 4th of July weekend. So have a great Father's Day. We'll talk to you, I'm assuming, in a couple weeks. Till then, best of luck to you, my friend. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Early Thursday morning, the motocross community received the best news we could have possibly gotten for this outdoor season. It was a simple Instagram post by Chase Sexton. It was a photo of him standing next to the Team Honda manager, and it just said, see y'all at Redbud. What's that mean? Chase Sexton is in. That means Chase Sexton's getting back on that old Honda Steed, and he's going to run down that young buck Jet Lawrence and give him an ass-whipping. I predict by the time this weekend is over, Jet Lawrence is no longer undefeated in the 450 class because Chase Sexton is fast as F. He didn't win the Supercross Championship because he's slow. This dude's going to rip. I can't wait to see what happens this weekend. This is the best thing. I mean, this is even better when Kenny Roxon came and, and jumped on and gave Jet a little run because Chase is really, really fast, and I can't wait to see what happens at Red Bud tomorrow. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ, is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is Stretch Show, and it is time to break it down. You got aspirations to be a slanger, to be a big old drug dealer like the Big 49 has those aspirations, only if we have to. 
we're not like, hey, I want to be drug dealers, but we're like, hey, if we got to slang drugs to keep the 49 kicking ass and taking names, gotta do what we gotta do. It's like this hour of rock and roll provided to you by four eight balls we slung yesterday. That's what we gotta do, gotta do. A lot of people have that aspiration. A lot of people, that's what they want to do. They want to grow up to be slangers. We just want to be motocross rock and roll radio DJs. Have fun with our friends. Ride dirt bikes. Have a beer here and there. BS. Well, there's a guy over in the UK. His name was Keaton Beck, 25 years old. He just wanted to be a slanger. He wanted to party. He wanted to just get wild. And he has been picked up for all kinds of bad uh, drug possession with intent to sell, a whole lot of stuff. But let me run down the charges. He is uh, being charged with a supply of Class B drugs, ketamine. He's being charged with supply of Class A drugs, cocaine. Possession with intent to supply Class B drugs, marijuana. Possession with intent to supply Class C drugs, nitrous oxide. And this guy didn't just have a little. He had 48,000 containers of nitrous. They say all in all, when they got into his storage shed, he had two kilos of cocaine, thousands of pounds of uh, cash. And and when I say pounds, he was in the UK, so thousands of pounds of cash. Uh, Drug paraphernalia, all in all, $61,000 or 61,000 pounds of stuff they found in his storage locker. Now you're like, how'd they catch him? How'd they pinch him? They get a rat. Snitches get stitches, bitches. Yeah, no. No one ratted him out. Here's what happened. So, Mr. Beck was driving his car at a high rate of speed down the street, rolling by the popo, and they look at him, and he's just hitting a balloon. A balloon. Got a big blue balloon. It's like, what is this guy doing? You know what you do with a balloon? You hit nitrous oxide in the balloon. That's right. He's driving down the effing highway hitting his own supply, doing nitrous, doing whippets. Whippets will F you up. You ever been to the dentist that got laughing gas? That's what whippets are. This dude did 48,000 containers of nitrous and he was just driving around doing it. 5-0 pulled him over and said, uh, they're very polite though over there, the constables. And they're like, would you mind if we check your car, sir? And he's like, yeah, no, you got a warrant for that bitch? And they're like, okay. And then they got the warrant. And then after that, they decided to run down everything else this guy had because when they checked the car, they found marijuana in it. They found a whole bunch of whippets, a whole bunch of nitrous inside of his car. And they're like, man, if we've got this much uh, drug activity going on inside this guy's vehicle, I bet we can get a warrant to check his house and stuff. And that's when they found all the other stuff. The police are raving, saying how happy they are that they let them do their jobs. They're like, when you have a person that is a really good suspect to be a drug dealer, judging by the stuff you just caught him doing right in front of you, we're happy that they allowed us to get the search warrant and go uh, find all this other stuff and find out this guy truly was a really bad guy. In fact, he was so caught that they already had his uh, trial and he just said, F it, I did it, I pled guilty. He's only getting four years in the, in the uh, pokey though. That's not bad. Four years in the pokey, gonna get it maybe in the booty. He's gonna get it in the pokey while he's in the pokey. 
He's not a big guy, not a tough-looking guy. More of a dumbass, the kind of guy that would drive around in his car hitting nitrous balloons while the popos are right there. Like, middle finger to the world is what he was doing. It's like it's Moto Man, only a high on nitrous. Yeah. Bad news. Don't do any of that if you plan on slanging. Don't do any of that. Gotta watch what you're doing. Gotta watch your P's and Q's. Gotta dot your I's across your T's. All right, up next. Let's talk to my friend, not Moto Man's friend. My friend, Kenny Roxon. We'll do that next. It's the big four nine. The man Entertainment report. All right, this divorce is getting fun to watch. The Kevin Costner separation with the ex-wife Christine Baumgartner is lovely. She wants $248,000 a month in child support. Kevin's a rich actor, so he hired a forensic accountant who says her math is a little weird because apparently part of her $248,000 a month for the children includes $100,000 in cosmetic surgery for her. It also includes boutique shopping, huge ATM withdrawals, and other expenses that have nothing to do with the welfare of the kids. Kevin's lawyers are calling BS on this, and there's no way she's getting a quarter million a month. Another dude that's going to have some big child support payments soon might just be Zion Williamson. I told you a while back he announced that his girlfriend was pregnant, and then some OnlyFans porn star chick came out and blew up his spot because apparently he'd been nailing her. Then another chick came forward. Well, the crazy porn star chick, the worst possible scenario for Zion, is now posting photos of a positive pregnancy test online, which means she thinks she's got his baby in her and she's digging for gold, so Zion's gonna lose some cash if that ends up being true. Where's Maury Povich? And speaking of money to burn, Jake Paul apparently has a lot of that. He was in the news yesterday for smoking a cigarette while he's training for that fight with Nate Diaz in August, and now he's in Puerto Rico, where apparently he's got a really badass house, and that's where he's living and training for this fight, and at some point, he went in and bought a brand new $421,000 Ferrari, had it delivered to his house, pulled it out into a parking lot, and immediately started doing donuts until it broke. He broke a $421,000 Ferrari within minutes of getting it. That means you have too much money and you should lose some, like a lot. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now it is time to sit down with the man of the day. He came in second place overall today at High Point, but I gotta tell you, freaking saved the season in my eyes because it really made it interesting, and it was great to see him back on a motocross track for the first time this season, also for the first time in a very long time aboard a Suzuki, and that would be Mr. Kenny Roxon of that HEP Progressive Suzuki team. Congratulations on the finish, Kenny, but let's talk about that first moto. You looked like you had it. You looked like you were going to take off with it. Jet had gone down. There wasn't much time left, and then uh, it, something got away from you, and you went down and, and then ended up not being able to get right back up in Adam, so Walk us through that whole situation because it was kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I went down there and um, obviously we had a good battle and the track was a brutal one to come back to yeah. for the first one, you know. True. Um, but we had a bunch of lappers and uh, I tried to pop out of the rut and, and just kind of tucked the front end and, and went down and right. I was uphill and stuck in the ruts and I had a really hard time finding neutral. Yeah. And when I did find neutral, every time I kicked it, it popped back out. So I just definitely was a little bit on the struggle bus there, which was a bummer, but... I ultimately just came here to kind of like give the fans what they wanted to see, you know, and I'm, I'm nice. happy that I did that tonight. Yeah. Obviously, J 
Jed's been on one, and um, he got the job done again today, but at least I was able to lead some laps and uh, put up a little bit of a fight. But yeah. the track was something else. Um, there's so much to talk about because I really I only had two days of motocross this week. I did a couple <laughs> motos on Monday, and I, uh, I tested for a half a day on yeah. Wednesday, and off we went. So <laughs> wow. for that, yeah. showing up and having this muddy mess out there, we uh, – yeah, I think we had an amazing day at Progressive X-Star Suzuki team. They, they, they threw all this whole thing together real quick for me, yeah. and uh, we were easy-upping it right next to them. And, uh, wow. I mean, it, it was just it was an awesome day, especially ripping the whole shot in the second one. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I was felt like I was ripping in the beginning, but I, I had some shitty lines, actually. Once Jet passed me, I kind of copied his lines a little bit, and that, that helped me out a bit for sure. All right, let's talk about your tire, Kenny. Most people are running a scoop tire today. You were running uh, like a hybrid tire. It's like a, a cutout knobby in the back and then a traditional knobby in the front. Well, why, why do you run that? Because it seems like there's so much, I don't want to be disrespectful, there's so much monkey see, monkey do out there with the tires when it comes to the starting gate. And, and here you were running the hybrid, which was a little different than everybody else. Um, I personally, I never, I've never really liked a scoop tire. I, okay. I like to rail ruts and, and lean the bike over and I just, I yeah. don't feel comfortable with the scoop. It feels all tall on the rear and <laughs> I feel like the carcass is kind of stiff and, yeah, I get it. um, I just, I've never liked it. I don't think the bike turns as well. Okay. And, and so I, I tend to lean towards the, the self cut one and we change the, change it up a little bit for the sec. Um, but obviously the scoop tire on the start, especially when it's deep, yeah. you know, that's when it, when you don't have it, it can get you. But I, I, I really didn't understand today when it was such a muddy mess. Yeah. In the past rounds, last three rounds, they grew, they groomed the whole start straight and that the one time we needed it today, they didn't, I didn't really understand what the reasoning was behind that. Cause I felt like it would have been a lot safer if they would have just. You know, take the dozer, push some of the mud up, and then till it a little bit, and and yeah, because the ruts, like they, like those guys said, they were gnarly yeah. coming out of there, and then, you know, a lot of sawdust and just big, deep, muddy mess. So yeah. it was interesting for sure. All right, Kenny, uh, you had some great results today, and like you said, not even really on the bike, not even getting much time to train and get your act together for outdoor and here you are with a stellar performance jet has not been challenged like this all season long and does this change your thought on you know maybe doing more outdoor events racing more motocross events uh, when you can this summer or is it something where you just you know wanted to come out here and uh you know have some fun but yet be highly competitive as hell because you were um honestly not really like when i decide to do something i want to go race when the gate drops like i don't want to look like an idiot out there right so i want to yeah. do good and then yeah. it's like what adam said earlier on a track like today if you wander just a little bit i mean i made a lot i felt like i made a lot of mistakes that i usually don't but yeah. this track was really difficult to ride completely mistake free yeah so um there was there was no cruising around and just for fun or whatever, you know. Yeah. I wanted to. I want to do good when I'm out there, and um, huh? yeah, like I said, this was this was a very short notice, short decision, <laughs> and I, yeah. I might jump in for a couple more down the road here. I, I'm nice. not 100 percent sure. The cool thing is right now I can kind of pick and choose, and um, I wanted to do this as as of course first and foremost a fun thing. Yeah. Because uh, I, I like racing and I've had a few weeks off and I, I had the itch. So. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but other than that, gate drops, we're racing, we're, I, I want to do good. Of course, I want to have fun, but that's kind of been my mindset this entire Supercross season as well. Like, I wanted to go out there and have fun and, and yeah. be 
into what I'm doing and, right. and work with the team and, and be open-minded. And yeah. I've kind of just kept that same mindset coming into this one as well. All right, Kenny, I know you're heading off to do the World Supercross and to defend your championship over there. But are you going to be doing any more, like, outdoor testing and prep, like, in the next week or so before you head over there? Or uh, is this just like, all right, I had some fun and I got to get ready for World Supercross? Um, well, but for next weekend, um, I did buy a beach house, so I'm probably going to nice. go surf and <laughs> hang out, put my toes in the sand. and. Uh, cool. But at the same time, you know, I want to stay prepared. Like, I've actually been using this time to yeah. try and get a next level, and I've been making working out a little bit of my hobby so uh cool. i've just been having fun with that and it's been really nice these last few weekends just to be home be with the family and put in some work and ride and um i've been loving that that side of things so i'm excited for what's to come here in the near future and uh, like i said i i might want to race some more outdoor races as well so kind of right race ride some supercars ride some motocross and you know, kind of play it by ear. Very nice, man. Well, congratulations on a spectacular result today uh, for a dude that's really had no time doing outdoor, no testing whatsoever, just kind of jumped on the bike, brought it out here, and raced and really put it down. So very cool to see. Anxiously looking forward to the next time you can get back out here on a pro motocross track and collect some more points and watch you move on up that uh, ladder in points for the super motocross season there's so much going on and we're very excited about it going to be a very fun summer uh watching you my friend so thank you for the time we appreciate you best of luck in the coming uh pro motocross races and of course in the world supercross as well i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme big, big, big. the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz Adam C. and Cirillo of that Pro Circuit Kawasaki team is moving up my favorite riders list by the day. Not only is the guy just doing some really good open discussion, insightful dialogue on his podcast and being a real honest dude, he is funny as hell and he's also on social media a lot. Yesterday there was a dude that just posted pretty much a rant about the hundreds of moto podcasts and how they're all the same. And to some point, that's true, but it was a full-on rant, to which Adam was one of the first repliers that said, want to come on my podcast and talk about it? And that's funny as hell, because Adam's got a really good podcast, and I have a feeling if the dude says yes, Adam would have just sat down and talked with him and been like, tell me what you like and what you don't like about the podcast, and he would have picked it out. This dude is funny as hell. I dig everything about Adam C. and Cirillo, and I really love that he is coming on strong this season after overcoming a net issue with his uh, wrist and his grip and he's getting through that and he's looking good so shout out to Adam C I'm Stretch another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now Big 49 it is Stretch Show on a Friday uh, before I roll on I wanted to mention something up I know I've been in the radio game for a very very long time and and the six degrees of separation with so many people that I've worked with and things like that. And uh, I found out yesterday, sad news, that a, a dude I pa had passed away that I used to work with for a long time at The Beat when I was the producer at The Beat. And he got the guy worked at Indie, he worked at The Beat, and he worked at... Uh, just uh, also did some stuff on K-Day. And the dude did the reggae show, and it was... Uh, called Get Up Stand Up, and the guy's name was uh, Scott Dolivo, 
cool dude, man. And I, I just heard, uh, I knew he had been ill, and I found out yesterday he passed away. And if you love reggae, man, you knew this dude. If you love reggae in, in L.A., you knew this dude. Because that show, the Get Up Stand Up show on the beat was a kick-ass show. I remember one time uh, when I was producing Ed Lover and Dr. Dre at the beat that we... We would have uh, mixers come in, and mixers would mix, and they would do stuff. And Scott was, he did the reggae show there, but he was the the marketing director, the promotions director. And he, uh, by the way, uh, if you listen to him on uh, KCRW, he's the marketing director there for a long time. That, that was his main thing, but his love was music. He loved music, especially reggae. And man, we asked him one time, like, hey, dude, will you come in and do a mix for us? but all reggae, and man, it was one of the best mixes I ever heard on the radio, and I've heard a lot of mixes. It was just cool, and to be on a hip-hop station and to dump a whole, like, half-hour reggae mix one morning just for shits and giggles because it was Scott and I knew it would be awesome. It was cool to do, and, and that dude uh, has passed away. So, so one love, man. Condolences to him and to his family, and uh, a big bummer, and... and good chance you know who that guy is if you're in down with the reggae and i love the reggae love it love it love it don't play it on the 49 but uh see you when i see you my man so let's get into this uh let's talk about the chinese spy balloon how about that i got a big old chinese spy balloon and it is the biggest story of the year in february when it happened and now we finally have an update it is effing July. Tomorrow is July 1st. We finally got an update on the Chinese spy balloon. And here's what they're saying. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder said that the Chinese spy balloon uh, didn't transmit anything back to China. They're still sticking to their guns that we didn't get spied on by China. Yeah, we knew it was there. Yet we let it fly around and collect information, and then we shot it down after it crossed over all of our sensitive military sites. And this was a controlled spy balloon. It wasn't just blowing in the air and seeing what it could grab. It had ways to maneuver, and it would get over the sites and then do, like, figure eights and collect all kinds of data. Well, they're sticking to their guns that it collected no data. And they're saying, well, how is that possible if this was a high-tech spy balloon? And they're like, well, because we knew it was there and we took the uh, proper precautions to make sure that it couldn't collect any intelligence. Yeah, eat my balls, you big ass lion Pentagon mofo. Has the Pentagon ever said anything that's true? Because I don't think so. I don't think these guys, I think they have a, a propensity to lie. I think they really, really do not like telling the truth over there. It's like Pinocchioville. Everybody walk around with a big-ass nose. And then you got Moto Man bending over going, lie to me, lie to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's that's not what we're doing, Moto. We're not doing that today. We're talking about the Pentagon being lying a-holes about absolutely everything. And now they're coming out saying, yeah, we shot down the Chinese spy balloon and it didn't get anything, and, and now we know it didn't transmit anything, and we got it before it came. You BS. Can't tell me that thing wasn't sending data back all the way, because there's always a chance you lose a balloon like that. You can't wait to retrieve it to, you know, jump out and and get your info and see what it got. It's not like you're flying a blind camera over, and you're like, ooh, I can't wait to develop that film. No, that thing was sending crap back. Eat a big old bag of these nuts, Pentagon. 
God, you guys are lying mofos. They did have one funny thing in there that sounds plausible. Because I don't know, they lie all the time, so I don't know if this is not even true. That a lot of the parts they found inside of that, remember it had a bay the size of a school bus on it with all the equipment and everything in it, and a lot of it was American-made hardware. So even China knows that shit made in China is crappy and doesn't work for crap, and they don't even put it in their own spy balloons. They use American parts. However, in that discovery, the Pentagon says, yeah, some people are in trouble. We got to find out how they got these parts, like uh, processors, microchips, things like a lot of things like that. They are on a do not sell list, and they had them in their spy balloon, and they were American-made hardware. So, funny. All right, let's get back to the Moto. How about this? Up next, let's get to Moto Man. And right after Moto Man, he's going to talk to Aaron Plessinger. I'm going to throw it to Moto Man, who's going to throw it to Aaron Plessinger. That's what we're going to do. Love this interview. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. If you happen to be heading to Italy for summer vacation anytime soon, July 29th, there is a thing called the Spice It Up Festival. And yesterday, Justin Barsha went on the Instagram to invite everyone out there, saying everyone's welcome to come out and ride all the new models of the Gas Gas. And it seems freaking cool. They got dirt bikes, music. I'm sure they got some pretty damn cool food. And Barsha's going to be there hanging out with the Gas Gas crew, letting people ride dirt bikes. Sounds like a good time to me. Pencil me in. I'm heading to Italy. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show on a Friday. Do not forget. Last Chance Radio today, 3 o'clock. The Moto Man. The Boogie Kyle. They're going to be there. They're the last in line whenever the food comes. Last in line, Moto. You're the last in line. Yeah. You know who's first in line? The fat man. Fat man running for the food. That's mine. I knock people over. You only get in front of a fat man and his food. Here's a fun story. I'm just going to give you a personal rant uh, a story about something that happened that was quite amusing with my young daughter, who's now a teenager, late teenager in college. And I... Uh, went to, used to take her everywhere I would go whenever I got a chance to hang out with my kid. I loved hanging out with my kids. And I would make them do fun stretch stuff like go to the Sizzler Buffet or the Shakey's Bunch of Lunch Buffet. That's what I did with my kids. That was fun time with dad. And so I would bring my daughter to this Sizzler in Culver City. And I went there one time with my son and my daughter, and they were both kids. My son was, my daughter was probably like an elementary school kid at this point, and my son was 10 years older than that, so he was probably in high school. And there was a lady, and when I walked up to the chick, the best thing at the buffet is the chicken wings at the Sizzler, and I haven't been in ages, to tell you the truth, I didn't know if they still have them. But I love the chicken wings. So there's a line, four or five people deep at the chicken wings, and I'm in them because I'm a fat guy, and I paid for my buffet, and I'm waiting on my delicious steak and french fries to come. But while I'm at it, I'm going to get down on that salad bar buffet that has absolutely no salad on my plate. And right when it's my turn to step up to the plate, a very large, large, when I say large, like a 300-pound African-American lady literally shoves me out of the way 
and she says, and she just like, but but it wasn't like she was trying to block me out. She was literally diving for the chicken wings. She was going on a head first dive, and the lady screams, "I got to get me some chicken." At which point, I laughed my ass off. I was not mad. I laughed, and then she's like, after she piled her plate with about 37 wings. She looks at me and goes, oh, did I cut in front of you? Like, she didn't even know. She was so focused on getting the wings, she didn't even know. And she, but the fact she said, I gots to get me some chicken wings as she was doing it became a very funny story. I came back to the table and I uh, was laughing and the kids asked me what's wrong and I told them, right? So the next time I'm there with just my daughter and I, my son's not even there, it's just me and my daughter. And my daughter... Uh, is a mixed-race child, but that kid looks like she's uh, white as me. White, white, white. That's a little white kid. And we're sitting there, and I don't uh, notice it at first because, well, I don't see color. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's a lot. But uh, I'm sitting there at the table, and I don't realize we're the only Caucasians in, the, in this very same sizzler at this point. And we're sitting there waiting for our food to come, and my daughter... Let's give her seven, eight years old. Stands up and does the best impression of that lady you have ever seen, complete with African-American accent and and popping her head. And she's like, Daddy! And she says very loud, and I'm like, what's she doing? And she's like getting a big smile on her face, like, watch this. And she goes, is this the I gots to get me some chicken sizzler? And... I look in horror, and that's when I notice we're the only white people in the whole place. Everyone around us is African-American, and this kid is doing a straight-up impression of a large black lady, and I am like going, stop it, stop it. And she did it again, but even louder. And everyone in that restaurant was looking at me like, you racist mofo. And, And I mean, let's be honest. It didn't look good. Like, here we are. I got this little white kid with her big white dad in a restaurant packed with African-American people, and the little kid is mocking an African-American lady, and people are looking at me like I am the biggest racist mofo in the world, and she was talking about chicken wings on the boot. It couldn't have got worse for me. And I'm like, shut, stop it, stop it. And what's weird is, it's my kid. She should chip off the old block at this point. Like, I'm trying not to laugh at the same time I'm trying to not get beat up at the Sizzler with my little racist white kid as we sit there who's not even uh, 100% white. Kids, kids half Latin. Oh my God, that was the funniest. In hindsight, when I left there, I died laughing, it, but I was horrified the entire time it was actually happening and everyone was burning holes at me like I was this big racist. <laughs> God. Yeah, gotta love that one. Kids are great. They'll do that to you. They'll put you on a spot. They'll get you beat up, too, if you don't watch it. I've said to a kid at a park before when my son was little, kids, like, were bullying him and stuff, like, shoved him off of uh, playground equipment where he could have got hurt. And I remember walking over to him going, hey, is your dad here? And he's like, why? And I said, because I'm going to punch him in the face because you're a little dick. <laughs> that'll happen. Kids will get you beat up. So, anyway. Fun times. I'm going to skip uh, this story now. I'm going to get back into the show. I'll come back with a story in the next segment. This one kind of wasn't planned, but I figured it was worth telling. 
It's the big four nine. I got to go get me some chicken right now. It's about lunchtime. <laughs> big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Not a better way to kick off the 4th of July weekend than with a little motocross race. And unfortunately, it's early as F for us West Coasters. Apparently, Davey Coombs is not getting my emails, my ranting, psychotic emails going, what the hell, Davey? Move these things to the middle of the afternoon so that the mecca of moto, us fans out here on the West Coast, can enjoy the whole damn day. Like, I like to watch qualifying. I like to watch the pre-show, but not when it's 6 o'clock in the morning and I had 12 beers with drunk-ass Kyle on a Friday night, that's not going to happen. So they need to move this out. The race is going to start at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Coverage will start on the Big 49 at 9 a.m., and hopefully all the knuckleheads will be out of bed and in the studio. I know I'll be there. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is Stretch. Yep. Kick a little TSOL for that ass. little code blue the instrumental I figured safe to play at this point. Uh, I'm going to play it because I'm going to shock people in New Zealand. I think they're going to put the stretch RE in jail if I ever go there. Let's get into this. A New Zealand media watchdog has reprimanded public broadcaster TVNZ, that's TV New Zealand, for not giving a higher classification to a documentary that had, quote, dramatized sex scenes with dolphins. This isn't some sick porn where people are banging dolphins or dolphins are banging people. No, this is a documentary about dolphins and mating season. They say the nature series Our Big Blue Backyard drew the ear of one viewer who successfully, one viewer in all of New Zealand, all the Kiwis in the world, and they got one. The complaints to the Broadcasting Standards Authority, that's their uh, form of the FCC. And they say there was an offending scene where a female dolphin is targeted by a pack of male dolphins that mate with her. She's trapped at the surface while the males take turn mating with her. Once they've all mated with her, they leave her alone. There's underwater footage that actually shows penetration at the same time. I'm not kidding. This was a full-on report which got these people reprimanded You're like really you're gonna complain about that way to stretch plays a song about banging dead people by DSOL yeah they're, they're that uptight so a documentary on dolphins and, and I would imagine they need dolphins to have sex with multiple partners so you know that they, they can assure the bloodline is pure and it goes through and you know that they're definitely pregnant it, it's a thing it's how dolphins do it it wasn't like a prison rape scene it was dolphins mating and these people took it that this female dolphin was violated and they showed it on television and they were horribly offended to which i say what are you american karens or something come on kiwis find that guy and punch him in the dick or or that lady and punch her in the boob sea punter or something Come on, man. Yeah. TV and Z came back and argued, hey, this was just an educational, factual documentary about dolphins. Wasn't like we set them up to say, hey, let's film a dolphin gang rape. That wasn't what happened here. 
say it was not unduly dramatized and should not be considered akin to human sexual violence because it was none of the thing. It was effing dolphins. It was dolphin mating season. It's what dolphins do. Anyway, they're saying that they're putting the human sensibilities onto animals in the animal kingdom, and it's just not right, and I tend to wholeheartedly agree with TVNZ. There you go. If you want to see dolphin porn, it's going to be hard to find in New Zealand because they got complainers there. Yeah, and then they came back and said, yeah, but children could have been viewing, and the animal was, could look like it was harmed. Oh, shut the F up. Explain to your kids, what are they doing? They're making baby dolphins. That's how they do it. Oh, okay. On to the next. That was it. This person says they had to get therapy for their kid after watching it. I can't make this crap up. It's ridiculous. I'm stretched. Let's get out of here. Danger Boy Deegan up next, the Big 4-9. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show on a Friday. Getting the F hop out of here. The long 4th of July weekend stretch show will not be back on Monday. The stretch show will not be back on Tuesday. You will not hear my fat ass again doing this show solo until Wednesday, July 5th. That is when I will make my return. You'll hear some best of and some whatevers. But I'm going to be out just like doing nothing. Actually, I'm going to be working at my real job is what I'll be doing. Oh, man. Got to do what you got to do, man. Plow ahead, plow ahead, plow ahead. Thank you for listening to the Big 4-9. Don't forget to listen to Last Chance Radio today, the LCR. 3 o'clock with Moto Man and sometimes Kyle. And then tomorrow we'll do Moto Coverage. Coming to you from Red Bud. Me, Moto Man. Jason from Honda, Yamaha, Redlands, Bookie Kyle, all in the house, making our picks, busting each other's balls, and doing anything bad we can do. I was thinking of going out to the temple and doing the show with the idiots on Saturday, but I don't know if I'm gonna. I got a lot to do. I'm very, 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 very busy. I may just wake up at the last minute before the show starts and put my underwear on and plug in my headphones and drop it like it's hot. It's kind of how I do it. Shout out to Chase Sexton for making his return this week. I am stoked on that. Shout out to Jason Anderson for making his return this week. Next week we're going to get a lot of dudes back in the mix. And it's going to be fun. So everybody get ready for that. 9 o'clock tomorrow. It starts right here on the 4 night. 3 o'clock today, LCR, 9 o'clock tomorrow, the pre-show, 10 o'clock, the gate drops, and we'll cover all of the motos right after they happen right here on the 4-9. So until tomorrow morning, my friends, I say to you, as always, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America. Happy birthday, America. 